Hello, and welcome to SNC Critical Insights. I'm Jim Bromley, co-head of the firm's global restructuring practice. Joining me is Andy Diederich, who co-heads the firm's global restructuring practice with me, and also serves as co-head of the firm's greater finance and restructuring group. Today, we share our thoughts on board fiduciary duty conversations since the COVID-19 crisis, including strategies for directors to continue taking careful risks when confronting the zone of insolvency. While the pandemic has changed business planning discussions, fiduciary duties of care, loyalty, and good faith remain constant, and boards can still swing for the fences. So, Andy, we've been in a lot of board meetings over the past couple of weeks, um, and seems like they're never ending. Uh, what are the main topics that boards are dealing with at the moment, the strategies that they're considering and um, fears that they're facing? Yeah, yeah, Jim. So as you know, well, as I do, we've been giving a lot of fiduciary duty talks to boards, to a lot of boards that didn't think they ever would have to hear the insolvency fiduciary duty talk. And that's always an interesting conversation with directors because the eight or nine years, 10 years since the last financial crisis or the end of the last financial crisis has seen a lot of innovation in Delaware law about director duties and insolvency. And we still see, as we come into these situations, a lot of misunderstandings, right? We see those letters from creditors that say, you owe a fiduciary duty to your creditors. And we see directors and others who worry about being in the quote zone of insolvency and what, you know, how their duties change in that respect. And as you know, you know, the most important thing to remember for a Delaware corporation that is in financial distress is there are no new fiduciary duties at all that the same fiduciary duties that have always applied to the company continue to apply. The duty of care, the duty of loyalty, the duty of good faith. And that's sometimes surprising advice because people freeze up and they think we're in this situation. We can't take risk anymore. We need to shut down. And you know, it's very important to be able to put a board of directors in a position where they can't take risk, the same risk they could always take it. You had a nice phrase once when we were on the phone the other day that I remember, where the basic premise of Delaware corporate law is that the board of directors can swing for the fences. And you can still swing for the fences, even in this zone of insolvency, as long as you do so carefully. So we'd like to talk not so much about a zone of insolvency as kind of building a zone of safety so the board can take the risks that are actually necessary to take to save a business. Because a company that is frozen up is not a company that's going to be able to stay out of Chapter 11, ironically. Of course, there are important differences in the zone of, in, in, you know, when you're near insolvency for, for the fiduciary duties. They're not in the substance of the duties themselves, but they're in two questions about how they get enforced. So under Delaware law, if a corporation is actually balance sheet insolvent, then the creditors can bring a derivative action instead of the stockholders. The same derivative action, the same standard duties to the enterprise, but the, uh, the creditors can bring the action rather than the stockholders. And the second thing, of course, is that if Chapter 11 ever happens, the fiduciary duty action belongs to the corporation. And that could be brought by creditors, could be brought by the estate, could end up someday in a litigation trust against the directors. And so it's very important to follow the same best practices that we do for corporate governance for solvent companies and insolvency, just to make sure that we build the best defense. But we start with fiduciary duties, as always. But the message, and this is the most important thing, the message is you can indeed take risk as long as you are thinking about the downside and have a safety net or a contingency plan that's also part of your corporate planning. 
So there's discussions about how your business is reacting to COVID from a liquidity perspective, business planning discussions about how much liquidity you need and trying to do the impossible and predict your operating cash flow. Then there's discussions with your revolving lenders or other sources of liquidity among your creditors that then determine some kind of what we call a ready date, right? Or a date by which you may have to exercise some kind of core protection. Those discussions can keep extending that ready date again and again and again, but establishing that ready date is very important. And then once you have that ready date established, there's a contingency planning process that puts the company in a position where if it needs to, uh, it can then use Chapter 11. But no company ever makes a decision to file for Chapter 11 until the very last moment. So the, the parallel processing of this exercise is very important. But the upshot for a board is your duties are the same. They go to the enterprise, perhaps not to stockholders, but they're the same duties. You can really take risk. You can make judgments about equity versus debt versus liquidity, as you think in good faith is in the best interest of the company, as long as you have some kind of a safety net for the worst case scenario when you run out of money. Yeah, I often find that what you're dealing with almost more than the finances is the psychology of the company and the management and the board accepting that there's issues, right? That's like the five stages of grief. You know, the first is denial. And so when the restructuring lawyers walk in the room at first, the the initial reaction is leave the room. Uh, We don't want to talk about it. And you've got to go through bargaining and until you get to acceptance, right? I think it's important that we bring the boards to that point where they recognize that having contingency planning isn't a bad thing. Indeed, it's a critical thing. (music) 